I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chafin. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with this. Please subscribe to our Patreon page. You can uh, hear all kinds of extras with uh, T.J. Miller on the road and hell gig stories and behind the scenes of a comedy club in Manhattan. So please support that. I could really use your support. So if you like this podcast, please uh, sign up for Patreon page. It's only like two bucks, and you can really kind of uh, get some extra stuff that I want to try to add. It's even getting better and better each week. So please support us, and uh, I'll give back, I promise. Like the headphones, yeah, I love the headphones. which is funny because I had this conversation with somebody else. But somebody is as uh, germaphobic as yourself, yeah. I would would think that how many ears have been on those headphones? I also love the sound of my voice, so really that balances out <laughs> the. Um... I take frequent showers. It's not you. Yeah. It's yeah. somebody else not showering. It's like you can't be. That's the thing. I've seen yeah. a lot of inconsistencies with germaphobes. Like mm-hmm. I've seen guys who are like total germaphobes, wash their hands every like ten seconds, but they'll take a beer into a bathroom, like an open beer into a bathroom. Yeah, stuff I, like that is like I'm just like, what is wrong with you? It's hard to Eric stay Newman consistent. You, you, you're gonna have. I, I just like having clean hands. That's my biggest thing. It's just hands. It, it's really my hands more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> just your hands okay and my body like I have uh, when I shower it takes me longer than the average uh, bear I, I have different soaps for different regions and I have to wash my hands I wash my hands several times during the shower so but you're not afraid of ear aids no I don't think you get aids through I, I hope I don't get aids through these headphones but that's, it doesn't have to be horrible <laughs> one of the worst ways be, to get aids that would be hilarious though that would be a great yeah. way to die how did, how did Alan Fuchs die well he uh, had ear aids. So, I mean, some of these comics look very aidsy, so uh, it is possible, I guess. Yeah, yeah, especially your group. A lot of young guys you work with look like they have aids. A few of them, yeah. <laughs> or malnourished. Something's wrong. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, uh, I think it's, it's tough to, you know, keep it like a, I don't know, like a physical regimen and stuff when you're a comic, I think, starting out. All that oh, stuff. Yeah. It's like a just a I don't know. It's a tough. I remember reading about Sam Kinison and those guys. They've just they lived on like one slice of pizza the entire day, like you know, and like you know three bags of coke. You know, like <laughs> it's like priority. Whole different thing. Um, yeah, this is uh, you know I don't know. This is kind of one of those things where it's the sacrifice of being a comic. I think is like you know we'll probably die a little earlier, but. Uh, I mean, the, my, the food, my food truck guys know my order. Do they before Astoria, you get there? Yeah. You love food. I love food. Yeah. I love that about you. I, I trust a man. It's like, like, sometimes I get a little offended by some of the smells of your food. Mm. Like, I, I wish sometimes <laughs> you would think that through a little more before you bring into a comic club. Sometimes yeah. you'll you'll just hit the Orient Express and we'll be like, yeah, hey man, do you realize how small this this uh, not even a green room is? <laughs> I forget how poorly ventilated it is back there. <laughs> yeah, comedy clubs aren't known for their ventilation, yeah. really. So it is really funny. But then uh, you you have a good appetite. I think that's uh, is that a always have one. Um, Kid. Yeah, you know what it was. I was deprived as a as a child. Okay. So my family would. Um, it was really weird. My father had... We had two refrigerators in the house. Yeah. And one refrigerator was where the good food was, where my dad kept the good food, and the mm. other refrigerator was where we kept the food for me. Oh, And wow. he kept the good food refrigerator locked down. He got... He, like, devised this way... I'm, I'm not even, like, exaggerating this. He got, like, some, like, seat belts and 
and all these locks and he'd like really locked down the fridge. Like we couldn't access the fridge <laughs> until he got home, you know? <laughs> and all I had, I, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to have yeah, eating issues with that. Yeah. Wow. And it drove him crazy. Whenever we'd, we'd just be sitting there eating, you know, watching TV, it made him insane. Did you, ever try to, just go off did you guys us. ever try to figure out how to pick the lock or become a thing? No, because I was you terrified of him. Wow. Yeah, I knew there'd be consequences. He set it up in such a way that you couldn't even, like, pick the lock. You'd have to, like, cut it, and he would, you know, he would know. So yeah, he's a huge part of your psyche. Like, you're talking about him a lot on stage. Like, I feel like he's, uh, he made quite, quite... <laughs> he made a bit of an impression. <laughs> 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 definitely made me uh, jealous of helicopter parents, you know, of helicopter, helicopter kids parents? who've had helicopter oh, hovering, parents. Hovering. Yeah, who, like, ha- are hands-off. He was very oh, hands-on. Yeah. He was hands-on. So he that wouldn't be helicopter. On. Helicopter would be hovering over. I thought helicopter was, like, here, we'll look it, I'll look it up. But e- Or, like, Lashkey parents, you know what I mean? Lashkey's Where they just, like, probably a better I think Lashkey is a better term for it. I think it. helicopter means hovering over you. There, I might not. Because they hover. I just picture him in a helicopter. <laughs> I was like... You don't, him you don't need anything where he's far away. Like, it's so funny. Like we when we have conversations, like we just one of us has to be right <laughs> at all times. No, you're you're absolutely you're right. Yeah. Helicopter parent is a yeah. parent who pays extremely close attention. Yeah. It's hovering. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So you've been using that wrong I'm for a long you, time, probably. Was, no one's corrected me until now. <laughs> Jesus. No one wants to correct anyone. No, it's not correcting. It's just like yeah, I literally just picture him in a helicopter. Sure. <laughs> Just like taking with, off and with like a missile, yeah, like flying just, in the air far from me. I thought that's what it meant. A rifle, yeah. a scope. I think that's what you see. <laughs> no, you you have all that funny stuff about him, like pulling out the hatchet and chasing oh, yeah. people, and like just extreme. I had a crazy father too, like just like very machismo and like fight at the drop of a dime, and like it was always some like violent interaction between somebody and my dad. Like it was it with, it with my family, my parents, or it was just like random people all the time, like all the on edge all the time, thinking he was gonna just do something nuts. His temper was like zero to three thousand, man. And it's just like you know, it's just a, it's such a weird thing as a kid, you know, to have like this time bomb all the time. You know, where you just don't know <laughs> what mood he's in. Because he was chill and really sweet man. But a lot of times he would just, like, freak out. So would, were you always tense and nervous when he was in the house? Yeah, I'm still tense and nervous. Yeah. yeah. It's like you don't never get rid of that. You know what I mean? I think that's why we're all addicts and we need food and drugs and all that <laughs> shit. It's like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, it's something to f- so you don't feel unsettled all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's for a long time. I mean, obviously, when you get older and you don't live with your parents, but... Yeah, I think it's, uh, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then it makes me, and it kind of, and I have those personality traits too. That's why I can't drink because I fight everybody. I just freak out. Yeah, we should. Get, he could blame it on alcohol. Oh, he didn't drink. It was like he would drink, but he. It, I don't think booze didn't really affect him like that. Like right. he, he'd get, he'd get drunk. He'd drink and drive. You yeah. know, he was very like reckless when it came to that kind of stuff. But. um as far as like his temper, like talking about like zero to sixty, like yeah, I mean we had we had we had so many family vacations, road trips mm-hmm. that were interrupted by his road rage. Oh wow! Where we we're like on the way to you know let's say like the like Rockaway Beach or something, yeah, and some guy cuts him off. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. We just took like a half hour detour for him to follow this guy. That's hilarious. And try to uh, get him to pull over so he could, like, beat, you know, yeah. beat his ass. My dad did that shit, too. Yeah. He pulled a guy out of the car once. I saw him. I was on the way to soccer practice. He just beat the shit out of him and got right back in the car and never said a word about it. To this day, never said a word about it. Yeah. 
like blah blah blah. Just come back in the car, and took off, like just peeled out, nothing. Like it was nothing. Yeah, I think we had similar dads. Very similar. <laughs> I just had a redneck version. Yeah. yeah. You had a Russian version. Russian redneck. Russian redneck. Oh, yeah, okay. my, my family is, uh, yeah, the rednecks of Russia. Actually, my father's family was very rednecky. Uh, my mother's family was in, in government, and they were okay. more like, they, they clashed a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like the uh, elites versus like rural uh, rednecks. Yeah. Like what, a little bit of both. What would you define as redneck for them? Like what kind of stuff? Oh, I mean, when, even when, you know, they bought a house in, uh, in Jersey, we, we would have, um, like our, 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 uh, ping pong table yeah. or like our billiards table was just something we pulled from someone's trash <laughs> and we kept it in the backyard. Okay. Um, you know, like all, like always like, uh, my dad was always working on the car. He would have like spare parts on the lawn all mm-hmm. the time. Like yeah, it looked that's like, right that's right. You got like, yeah, it looked like tires a, and tires all that stuff yeah. you know so uh he just had that mentality you know it was <laughs> he loves country music oh yeah you know it's uh he's he's got a few cowboy hats himself nice. so you know he's uh he's a russian cowboy <laughs> i come not always made that movie I know. the russian cowboy i think uh, that's you playing your dad as a young age I should do that the russian cowboy <laughs> <laughs> I'd help you write that. <laughs> oh, he, I would tell he—he he was born in the wrong country, man. He really was. He loves guns. He oh, loves. No. He loves to hunt. Really? Yeah. yeah. You, but where did you guys spend most of your childhood? New York. We spent it uh, in the Bronx, the South in the Bronx. Bronx. Who's he hunting? What's he hunting? Pigeons? Like uh, rats? Raccoons? He's Who's a, he he's a in cab. The Bronx? He's a cab. He was a cab driver, so anyone who wouldn't pay his fare. <laughs> It's, uh, but did he hunt? Hunting time. I guess he went yeah, well, up to the mountains, I guess, or that, Poconos that, or something? Exactly. During the summers, Russians have this thing where they have to go to what's called a dacha. That's like a summer home. Okay. So that's a tradition that goes way back. Um, mm. So in, in America, they all these Russians, they have um, bungalow colonies. Okay. So basically just like a whole bunch of, uh, it's a community of like little tiny summer uh, summer homes. Okay. And you just, uh, you send your grandparents there. And you dump the kids on the grandparents, and you, you know, you remoosh. You leave them there for the whole summer. Okay. And then, you know, you, you would come up, and we would go, uh, we would go hunting. Yeah. And, uh... How are you with a gun? <laughs> well, he wouldn't <laughs> use, like, his real guns. He would use, uh... Because I don't think my mom wanted, um, real guns for us to interact with real guns. So he's, he found a loophole. Uh, he's like, well, you know, we'll just do BB guns. So we go hunting with BB guns. <laughs> and these poor animals... I mean, you know how many times you got to fuck it? It's so much worse. <laughs> that was so true. I was, I was like, what? Mom should just let us have a gun. Like, we just, yeah, we're, this animal thing, like we're s- fucking with yeah, it. Like, like 70 times you're going to uh, kill well, what you can, well, you can kill anything with a BB gun except a bird. What dude, can you kill the BB gun? I, he got a rabbit. And the, he, uh, we, I guess it, you could fucking knock a rabbit out. Eventually. Hit in the eye. If you hit it right in the eye. <laughs> eventually, he just stabbed it. He just, oh like, God, he gave me a much. terrifying. Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, <laughs> none of this is good. I, I can't remember a single. Well, they bring it's comic books you. every now and then. It's good for you. But we, he had trouble killing comics. it with a BB gun. So eventually, he gave me machete, uh, a machete, a machete, a machete, machete, machete. Uh, <laughs> he a machete, uh, machete for my birthday. Machete, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Machete. <laughs> it's not really that handy in hunting. But he gave me a. a Thank you. <laughs> he just yeah. He thanks you the whole time Thank for you. for killing the animal for him. Thank you. 
Um, but yeah, no, he gave me a mach- uh, machete for my uh, birthday. I think it was great like gift my, for a child. <laughs> I forgot how old I was. Yeah. I must have been like nine or something. Oh, that's a great age for machete. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's when he, he's like, give me the machete. And he just stabbed the, the rabbit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you eat the rabbit, I guess? He did. I can't oh, do it. Yeah. terrifying. I can't do it. Yeah, that's, that's wow. Vivid memories like that. Just like they stay with you, man. Oh, yeah. It's just like, uh, yeah, it's so... Hey, yeah, you know, it's funny because I know you've, you know, like he's, how you guys now? You better? Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's like, uh, you know what it reminds me of? You ever, have you seen Dark Knight Rises with Bane? Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. You just feel like, like that whole movie, you feel Bane's like looming, heavy presence moving in. Yeah, like a helicopter. Yeah. Like a helicopter. <laughs> Like a helicopter. Maybe it was actually a helicopter parent in uh, League of Shadows. <laughs> he was very hands-on. Uh, no, nah, he, uh, you just feel that heavy, pre- like, the, you know, almost like a, like something, like like an animal breathing down your neck, you well, know, no matter where you are in the room. That's what it feels like. You know, it's amazing because it's like, I, like, you know, I've had such back-and-forth relationships with my family, and I feel like, you know, I... I would just, I would assume because of myself, like at a certain age in my life, I think I let stuff kind of like resolve itself and kind of get over stuff. I mean, some things I still hold on to with my brothers and bullshit that happened that I have a hard time getting over. But, but as a dad, though, it's like, it's weird. It's my dad's, he's kind of sick and stuff. And so it's, uh, and it feels weird because it's like this happened with my stepdad. He got, he got sick at Alzheimer's and stuff, my stepdad, and he got really nice. And so it was such a it was such a weird thing because he was so mean to me, and then he got Alzheimer's, and then he was like really sweet. So I was like, I'm sorry, you don't know who I am, but you're being really nice, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> so, but it's it's just I just I don't know with family and stuff. I think it's like, you know, you try to kind of like do the best you can to kind of like hold on to it, but at the same time, it's like I don't talk to my brother. I just my oldest brother. I just I refuse to talk to him and stuff. It's like family just does something to you, man. That no one else can ever do in your life like that just you know you have to feel it all the time yeah they you can't cut them off but yeah it sucks a lot of my friends were like what do you like they're shocked that i still even try to have some yeah. kind of relationship with them that i haven't cut ties you know severed ties with him completely yeah. i don't know i don't i just feel it's one of those things that's just, uh, like, we would say the, the most awful, heinous things to one another. Yeah. And then still have dinner together, you know? <laughs> but that's it. That's sort of, is it yeah. sort of a cultural thing? I feel I think Russians it's like a cultural are a little, thing. Yeah. a little more like, I kill you. Hey, you want some pie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, that was five minutes ago. You got to hold that over me? Come on, man. You know, I just talk a big game. Yeah, I want to yeah. see your big fat Greek wedding. Like, I really oh, feel I want to see like your version of that. You know, well, your, I I was married. Russian family married. What age? Uh, I was married at uh, around thirty years old, and and they had was, was she the, Russian? No, Irish oh. Italian. Oh, okay. And they uh, I, they're not they weren't used to anything that happened at the wedding because there they there's like there's like Russian Jewish weddings okay. where it's all Russian music and you know a, a rabbi and the whole thing yeah. we had none of that we had bon jovi music and wrestling like sure. WWE intros it was like <laughs> it was such a tacky it's kind of fun though it was fun but yeah so but not for them they were like my dad had just like a sour puss on his face the entire time 
course uh, yeah they didn't like that we didn't have anything you know that culturally pertained to you know that was part of them and uh yeah and he was just miserable the whole time and then like he read me a, a note on the video I, I gotta get this video i gotta get to look at my wedding video again it sounded like he um Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It almost sounded like like he had to contain the rage inside of him. Like he he just made <laughs> everything sound like a veiled thre- a veiled threat instead of like a congratulations. It was Always. like you know uh, yeah you know Alan you will do what you want to do in life and <laughs> and you will suffer consequences. You know that kind of <laughs> you know you will pay price. Hilarious. That kind of thing. So uh, and then my sister's wedding. Who had it was uh, it, it, it that was a Russian Jewish wedding. And he couldn't be more ecstatic. He oh, would be they, smiling they and wedding. laughing, and he had a, a great time. But at our, like, you know, uh, non-religious wedding, he, he couldn't take it. He was going crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. that's funny. My dad got married, and um, he remarried about 10 years ago. No, it, was long, it might have been longer than that. Yeah, about 10 years. And uh, married a Korean woman. And uh, it was the weirdest wedding, like, because it was, like, all these, like, rednecks on one side, and then it was kind of, like, you know, full, you know, blooded Koreans on the other side. So nobody really spoke a word of English. Like, it was just, like, this, like, <laughs> lost in translation. Like, nobody could, like, really communicate with each other. It was really funny. But it was just, like, and then and my dad, you know, he had this playing, like, cheesy music and, like, the whole, like, just, like, love of his life. <coughs> it was just so weird. But um, how, how are you with the, with the stepmother? I'm better now. Now that he's sick, it's like, you know, everybody's kind of on the same page. You know, I think that's the thing is when tragedy happens in family, it's like... You know, you you just you get a little easier, like to get along. It's like feels like it's a little, you know, a little more comfortable than it was. Yeah. Even though there's something horrible happening, it's like you know we're we're getting along fine. I'm going out there to see him soon. So, did you ever confront him on some of the things that he did and oh, how yeah. they affected you? You did. Oh yeah, we we didn't. Uh, I yeah, I didn't talk to him for ten years. Yeah, I just totally took him out of my life. And uh, yeah, it was you know we had some crazy shit happened and then it was just like one of those things where it was like you know therapy and then my therapist and he's just like just cut him out and i was just like you know all right so i did and it was like uh, the really low point in my life and he wasn't there for me when i needed him and i just cut him out and then it was like uh, 10 years we didn't speak a word to each other we didn't there was no communication for 10 years and he didn't know anything about me i don't know anything about him for like a full total of 10 years did you tell him you're cutting him out absolutely and what did he say? Off and I hung up. I said, I don't want to ever talk to you again. He wow. tried to call back. I said, no, don't call back. It's done. And so for 10 years, I didn't talk to him. And it, with his, and it was funny. He, um, We, uh, you know, reconciled, you know, probably six years ago. And, um, you know, it was nice. And we, it was really funny because he came to New York a few times. And uh, one of the funniest things that was happening, every time he would come to New York, he'd be in Times Square. 
And every time he was in Times Square, um, they were promoting my shows over at Broadway. So he would he would be in Times just randomly in Times Square, not talking to me. And then somebody would be like, "Hey, Dustin Chafin and I from Showtime, Boys <laughs> 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 in the Hood." And he'd be like, "Oh, that's my son." And he'd be like, "Yeah, sure he is." Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like a whole thing. So it was. <coughs> you all right? So yeah. You're a little, you're a little hot. Yeah, a little hot. <laughs> this is, this is... We're gonna cut it short. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation. Just drink some water, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll be okay. <laughs> Alan gets really hot, everybody. He's, uh, he can't quite overheat. handle it. He overheats a lot. Um, so Menopause. this is going to be a very short interview so he yeah. doesn't die. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually, I confronted my father, and I remember I went through a whole list of things. I was like, you know, you... You, you would punch me in the face while teaching yeah. me how to drive. Yeah. Uh, you had sadistic... Made you a pretty op- good driver, though. I've been in the car. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, really good. You're really, really alert. Truly, uh, very alert. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I get a stare in a diff. Tight corners, you know. So, yeah, I was like, uh, you know, you punched me you, you several many times. You uh, had sadistic methods of torture. Uh, you'd insult me. You'd call me shit on a stick. You... You crashed your car into mine and I was trying to get away from you. Um, wow, you took the dog on me wow. whenever you it's thought like I was. Thrown, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you attacked me with my own dog. And his res- he replied, you know, you only remember the bad stuff. It's <laughs> <laughs> true, Alan. And he wasn't even joking. <laughs> he really meant that. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's, uh, there's always this debate, you know, that comedians have to have, you know, some sort of tragic life in order to kind of stand in front of strangers and you know get laughter you know yeah. to feel whole as a person so i don't know i think all of us you know like some some people didn't go through anything like that you know there's a lot of people that have very cookie cutter families that get along with their family always have and you know it's like a weird thing to me sometimes yeah it, it is it's so odd to me to be around a normal a normal well-adjusted person yeah it really is. I, I, it's not even like jealousy. I just, I'm like, wow, like, how, that, you know, like that happens. It's always just like shocking to me. Cause I, I just thought yeah. like, oh, that only happens on TV. You know, it only happens in like sitcom families. Well, I think like, I don't think what we understand either is that, um, we would be exactly like that. I think because it's like, in a lot of ways we think we'd be better parents because we, you know, we don't want to put a human being through those kinds of experiences. But I think it's like they should have had kids, you know, because they are like us. And that's yeah. why we don't have children, you know, in a sense, because it's like, you know, we're like, because my parents are very preoccupied with themselves. Like they wanted to stay young. They wanted to do sex, drugs and rock and roll. They wanted to, you know, own titty clubs and hang out and see stuff and not go, come home early and not give a shit. You know, and that's what they did. And so we suffered from it as kids, as as the family. But it was like... You know, I, I get that. Not I'm. We're, you and I are in it now. We were yeah. desperately trying to stay young. Like, <laughs> you imagine that with children. Yeah. You imagine imagine yeah. having that same thing with kids. Like that's got to be the worst. You know, trying to like just freaking stay in it and you know live your life and it's then then you, you got to worry about this shithead at home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make sure he's fed and clothes and take him to school. 
Yeah, if you're talking about your future unborn child as, as shithead, you're making a good case for not having a baby. I'm, I'm no, you don't have a baby. How come? Why don't you have kids? I, Same way, you're no different than me. Well, now, I, you know, yeah. it, 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 now it's more a matter of finances. Now it's more a matter of... Like uh, our if, parents couldn't afford it either. They just figured it out. I don't know how they did it. They figured it out. So crazy. It's not about money. It's like you figure it out. That's an excuse we all use. But you can have kids if you want. You can figure it out. You're yeah. a hustler. I've seen you hustle. Yeah, they, they weren't a great advertisement for kids and, you know, for kids in marriage. Yeah. I don't know. But, but it was now, in that era. But now, I'm, I don't know. I've softened a little bit to the idea. I, uh... You know, like I have nephews now, and it's. Um, you better hurry up, I'm man. Great with, yeah, I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna freeze my sperm. I gotta do something. I almost had a kid. I had a one we night almost, stand. We almost, almost had a kid. For a, a Texas woman. Oh, yeah, that'd Texan. Been, that'd been a nightmare. A wealthy Texan. Yeah, and, even uh, wealthy. Texas is terrible. Yeah, in the back of uh, my old Toyota Corolla. And uh, we had a child that was conceived, but um, did not make it to the finish line. She, oh, yeah. uh, she got. She had the old abortion. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Well, somebody that says abortion like that shouldn't have kids. I either. know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that, I call that, my uh, unborn child shithead. <laughs> I'm not referring to killing a child as abortion. Am, <laughs> am, am I minimizing it a little? Am I being too, too flippant? See, see how you are? Yeah. I see I guess you a little, are. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. You come after me. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny when uh, when I reached out to her. I I asked her. You know, like, oh my god, like, what's going on? And she's like, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to have this child. Wow. Yeah. It was like one of those things, like, she she knew right away. That's and, a, and I used a condom. I used a condom, but it broke. Condom the condom broke. I don't know. I don't remember. It was uh, <laughs> probably a quality condom. <laughs> but it broke. It was. I just remember it was like rough sex. and. Uh, yeah, it's got to be pretty rough sex for it to break like that. Yeah. I mean, you got to be doing, I mean, I, I guess it was, they have some ultra-thin ones, but. It's definitely ultra ultra thin. I remember that. Do you use the lambskin condoms? No, I feel like if you're gonna go, you may as well, you know, get the ultra thin. And like, <laughs> the, the lambskin, I feel it just doesn't sound. It sounds porous. It sounds. It sounds like it wouldn't do the job. You know, there, there's too much of a risk. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's a weird yeah concept because it's like apparently it can stop the sperm, but it won't stop like a disease or something. So it's like I guess you're you know. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, you better just not wearing one. Pull yeah, out, I guess. Yeah, just pull out. <laughs> just make sure you're near uh, near a city where you get the old abortion. So you talk about this stuff, abortion. You keep calling it abortion. <laughs> <laughs> I would love if you ran like I'm pro. I'm, I'm pro abortion. 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 <laughs> Free abortions for everybody. Abortion. So you, so you, uh, you spend a lot of time, you know, um, talking about sex. I feel like every week, you know, you have oh. your podcast and you've done some cool stuff and, you know, access, uh, comedy live over at the Gotham and different, you know, like writing for stuff and performing all over the world. And, uh, Alan Fuchs, uh, host of weekend sex podcast is in the building, everybody. Yay. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, so you must know everything about like that kind of stuff, like sex. Like you must be researching constantly, like orgasms and condoms and toys, and like that's a you know you've dedicated a lot of energy to that. So it must be like always coming at you. Do are people like emailing you stuff, and like you're just always like in that sex realm. Yeah, again, uh, it, well, that's also due to I think um, being deprived. Oh yeah, I didn't lose sex. I didn't lose my virginity, and I didn't lose my virginity until I was like twenty four years old. Oh wow! 
So yeah, I was like fourteen. Uh, yeah, oh, of course. You know, <laughs> fifteen. That's fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. I should have hung out with you. <laughs> I, I reached the point. I just thought like, oh, this is never gonna happen. You know, like <laughs> it's just. I, I was. I was so. This is like how egotistical, but uh, but an idiot at the same time. I was. I thought like what, it's just. You know, women just don't enjoy sex. That's what that's what it is. Mm. It's not me. Yeah. Is that women hate sex and it's like something that you have to beg them for and yeah. you might get someone who, you know, you catch them in a moment, they're like, Okay, fine, we wear them down, but You also I, got I, better I didn't realize, looking. That too. You got way better looking old as an older As gentleman. an older gentleman, yeah, yeah for sure. Like for we sure. I went through some awkward stages too. But it's like yeah. so sometimes it's like you hit a certain age, thirty, whatever, you start to look a little you fill in your skin a little more. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm filling in it too much. I gotta stop eating so much. I gotta stop. No more food trucks for this week. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. I just, no, I just no. want to give you a compliment. Thank you, Bert. I appreciate it. <laughs> No, I was uh, I was a strange looking kid. Yeah. Um, I was the only white kid in my entire school. I uh, my last name was Fuchs. Everyone called me Fox. There was a lot to make fun of. My ears stuck out. Yeah, I, I had, had plastic too. surgery. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. such a funny thing. You always look at my ears when I tell you that. You want to see how good a job? That is. <laughs> everyone does that. Everyone does that. You know. The key is the behind the ears. That's where the chop job comes. Yeah. It's like it's hard. He did a better job on you than me. Yeah. For sure. Well, your ears look good though. No, mine went like way too tight to the to the head. Oh, did to they? The skull. Yeah. I never noticed. I look like a shark in some yeah, angles. Really? You know? I never yeah. noticed. It's, yeah. As long as you can't notice. Right, right. Yeah. But this is like this is like three times. Here's the funny part about mine is I got my ears done like in sixth grade and the guy did a really bad job. And it was like they were like choppy. Look, they looked very ugh, didn't look real, looked just like oh it's awful. And then uh, my mom is um she ended up taking me to this guy, this plastic surgeon, and uh you know, whatever, and they talked, and it was whatever. And then several years later, she ended up divorcing my father and ended up dating this guy and ended up marrying him. He was my, my stepdad, and he and he fixed my ears. Like, it was just, like, wow. in the family thing. So it was, like, really funny. Oh, that's great. But uh, there's some bad plastic surgeons out there. I found out is. later, um, after my surgery, that my surgeon was uh, – <laughs> this is, this is kind of – I shouldn't be laughing. This is really horrible, but he uh, – he, <laughs> He was he he was sued by this woman for I guess malpractice or, or something to that effect when he performed surgery on her eyes mm. and she could no longer close her eyelids. Oof. They were open all the time. That's she couldn't terrifying. shut them at all. That yeah. is terrifying. That was my plastic surgeon. <laughs> and her settlement was like I remember just it was like some piddly amount. Like yeah. a, a surgeon fucks up that bad you can't close your eyes ever again. She got like I think around a hundred thousand or something, That's which is like a pittance. Yeah, they had to so. fix that though. I don't think so. She's still right now has her I, eyes open. I, I looked the last time like I looked, all I, didn't, I didn't see any fixing. Really? I think yeah, yeah. Her she eyes still open. has her eyes. How does she sleep? Oh, she was it's painful. It's torture. She's she's in pure hell for a hundred grand. Oh, it's about a hundred grand. Yeah, yeah, that's wow. She really should have lawyered up a little better for yeah. that. <laughs> so so yeah. So she yeah. I don't know who the hell her attorney was, but uh, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> that should have been a slam dunk. So all these things. So you're one of those guys that uh, I guess I do that too. Where you just like, you know, you can you can basically zero in on you know whatever fed whatever like you know vices or whatnot you can 
you know, you can kind of relate it to your childhood. You know, you can, like, you do say things like deprived and stuff. And so you didn't get sex, so now you're obsessed with it. You know, you didn't get food, so now you love food. Like, it's, you know, what else did you, were you deprived of that you just go all <laughs> in right now? Um, Anything else? <laughs> TV and stuff? You, uh, you know what? Oddly enough, comedy. Comedy. Stand-up comedy? Stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> in what sense? Just doing it or... I didn't watching know. it or what? I know you do it well, but I just Thanks. I don't know what what's what's your angle on this one. I didn't. Um, and my dad was a very serious person. Okay, his sense of humor was like he'll walk in front of you up the stairs and fart in your face. <laughs> that, that's the level of humor we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really enjoyed doing that. I had, uh, that, I had my brother. I had a brother like that. Yeah. yeah. Or like he like sneaks up behind you and, and hits you behind both knees so you buckle. <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, you know, trying to bring the three students back. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's very hazy. Yeah, that's so funny. See, that's how you showed love, though. You know, when you're a kid, you have no idea what that is. Yeah, I didn't. As you as you're older, you that's kind of funny. It's yeah. just you're too fragile to get it that it's funny because you see it as like he's you know physically kind of messing with you but it's like it's really actually kind of funny it's also i mean when you like, get older you, you see it as funny do you know what the russians eat it's it's like I know. oh my god it's their farts funny. are the worst farts are always funny even if they're stinky they're really it's, it's really bad a lot of cabbage so <laughs> <laughs> they love their cabbage cabbage so, uh, fart that's hilarious but yeah i was deprived of, of comedy so it was one of those things i discovered it on my own i'd stay up late at night watching late night talk shows and that's when I, I discovered Bill Hicks. I discovered all these uh, stand-up comics. And one time, my mother, I went to work for this company my mother was working for as a, some kind of temp. And there was a stand-up comedy in the park. And she took, us, uh, she took me there for lunch. And it was Rich Voss and Kevin Brennan. Hilarious. And they, they, were, they crushed. And I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. This is, this is, you can make a living like this. I want, to, I want to do that. I don't want to do anything in an office, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so then I remember walking up to Rich Voss and saying that, uh, and I, was, I think I was still in high school at this point, and I said to him that I, I book shows at different schools. Yeah. And he, you know, he started kissing my ass over that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just made up some comics numbers. Comics are whores. He is such whores, you know? I just, but I just wanted to talk to comedians. See, what, yeah. what is a comic like, you know? Hilarious. And, uh, yeah, and, and I think, who's the other comic that I saw, one of the first comics? Kevin Meany. Who was it? Kevin Meany was one of oh. the first comedians uh, that I, I had ever seen on, uh, on TV. And then years later, he, he and I did a show together. And I remember before I went on stage, he, uh, he slapped my ass. <laughs> and it wasn't like a regular, like, go get him, you know? Yeah. It was like, you know, you got this. And, I, and, and, then, and he gave me like a real squeeze. <laughs> Like, I literally, like, I had to pause because his, my ass was in his hands and I had to wait for him to get a, a handful and let me go. You were me too early, bro. Really early. <laughs> oh, damn it. I missed, it. I missed the me too yeah, boat. He's a nice it, guy. He was yeah. such no, a he nice was guy. so great. He yeah. actually was a uh, really fun and uh, funny dude. Yeah. He just so. needs a little grab ass. You know, it's a compliment. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, that's how I took it. I was like, I was like, wow, you know, the squats are, are, are working wonders. <laughs> If the Kevin Meany's grabbing it, you know, it's got to be good. He's not just grabbing any ass. That's great. Um, that's so funny. 
Yeah, I think those those early those early moments in comedy are so funny because you just have no fucking clue what you're doing. Yeah, I I might have said this on, on the air before, but I I just I remember um, I think I said I'm saying it again. I don't care. Do you find you have stuff doing that sometimes? You you do your podcast and it's like you have such a good story for every like for different guests. So you you, right. you know you you said it before, but it works with the conversation. Right. And then you wonder if you know people even listening to all of them in a row. So yeah, you don't know. Anyway. So I had this moment where I auditioned for, um, it was like, you know, you audition too early for stuff. You know, you're just not ready. You know, I remember uh, New York Comedy Club, they had uh, Dennis Leary's manager, this guy, I forget his name, Jason something. And he was uh, at the New York Comedy Club and they were doing auditions and, but it was like a bringer audition where you had to like, you know, bring people and then like this guy watched you kind of thing. And uh, I remember I had a pretty good set, had some friends in town and I did pretty well. And I was, and it was kind of one of those points where I was just like, you know, I just really wanted something to happen. Like, it was, even though it was early, that's the thing too. Even when you first start comedy, you still have this urge to like, even when it's been, you know, two months, you're still like, okay, uh, uh, look, are we doing this or not? Like, you know, where's the fame? You know, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where's the money? You know, like it doesn't matter. Like, there's still that thing inside of you that's like, okay, all right, I, I paid my dues, let's go. And I remember I auditioned and I did well and I got a call back and then he came back and then it was just like, I just ate a huge dick. It was a terrible set. And then I remember like freaking out. And this is back in the day when there really wasn't cell phones. And so I remember like just, uh, you know, like I had this horrible audition. Then the next day I, I wanted to talk to him so bad that I ended up... Um, for one wanting him, like getting his information, you know, through the operator and getting his phone number and all this stuff. I ended up, I ended up calling his house. Like, this is like a big manager. I ended up getting his home telephone number and like leaving this like crazy swingers type message where it's like, <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm the comedian. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that set wasn't as good. And I remember just this like stocky fucking, you know, just death, you know, death in comedy kind of, you know, message that I, that I left for this guy. Just kind of, you know, not knowing what the hell to do. Yeah. You know, just not knowing any protocol in comedy or any etiquette, you know, just like crazy shit. But uh, anyway, that's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, what are you gonna do? I had a situation in which um, this woman I was dating, she she was the former, she, she was an ex of Jason Steinberg's, mm. and she was uh, nice enough to set up a meeting, okay, for me and uh, Jason Steinberg to, okay. to sit down and talk, um, and I I was driving, and I I was so high. I was so high out of my mind that I couldn't get to where they were. I, I, I called her and I told her, listen, I'm, I'm completely lost right now. And she's like, you're lost. Like, like how are you lost? It's Manhattan. It's, it's a numbered grid system. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? You're lost. You still get lost. <laughs> I still get lost. <laughs> so yeah, I've, I've had those, uh, those like, oh no, what do I do? Jesus, I was his assistant when I first started and, uh, like, I, I somehow got it hooked up with him and his assistant, and I was, like, working in the office and all that And I remember, like, he freaked me out. Like, he, he uh, you know, you just don't know what's happening with people. Like, I was just, like, like, like I thought he was hitting on me or something. Like, he uh, he put his hand on my knee, like, in a, maybe in a fun way, but then I was like, ah, yeah, he's just whatever. And then he then he, then he he goes, like, hey, you want to go see the birdcage? And I was like, this guy's guy, and he's hitting on me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
then now you know he's married or whatever. But it's like when you're a little, you don't know. You're like, what's happening? So it's like, yeah, I think my situation was gayer than yours. Yeah, the, 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 Kevin <laughs> The fact that he was invited to go to the bird cage. I, you know? I'd love to see the bird cage with Kevin Meany. Would you? Yeah, yeah I would too. That would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, you never know. You know, everyone's got like everyone's so weird, and everyone's got their own. You know, people are so even managers and agents. They, they don't know how to be around comedians. Everyone's trying to be funny. We don't know how to be around them. They don't know how to be around us. We don't know how to it's be weird. around each other. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need how to be outside. Yeah, it's uh, it's always a uh, a lot of socially awkward comics out there. Yeah, well, the di- the dynamic of managers and agents and stuff is very weird too because it's like. It's like when you want to be a comedian, like you, I get what that is. That's a person that like maybe they're artistic, but they, you know, they just this is the this is the right fit for them artistically, like, where they can just kind of share this thing and make people laugh and all this stuff. But it's like people that go into management and agencies and stuff. I don't quite understand that mentality. I think it's kind of a weird thing because it's like, okay, um, I want to be involved in the arts, but I'm going to be on the business side of it. You know, I want to. It's like I want to be involved in helping but at the same time you know it's like a percentage and a thing and it's like it's like a whole mathematical thing that's involved in it yeah. and the way that it is and it's like a you're basically a sell you're just selling a product and like it's a whole different thing man super, like, super fans with a business mind that's kind of yes. like where you get you yeah. hope they're a super fan i think there's some people that aren't and that's those are the bad ones i think yeah. people that don't appreciate that you can always tell like the bad they're just trying to make a buck kind of people mm-hmm. but it's a weird thing it's like there's a lot of shadiness that happens you know a lot of shady people you know in this business <laughs> yeah and uh yeah it's a lot of tragedy that um like you know with uh david Kimmel. yeah that's his name he just got he just, that was crazy he could get killed in his house like they just opened the club you know the stand comedy club. That's really crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's brutal that how he uh, he was murdered and the uh, the nanny, the au pair, right, yeah, ran away. But I guess her hands were tied, and the guy chased her outside and got her and uh, and murdered her too. Wow, wow, mm-hmm. horror flick. And this is uh, from what I read. He was uh, he was a, a jolted ex of hers. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those, like, you know, Pete men. I just don't know how to deal with rejection and anger. Like we really, people talking about like why, what is the reason for, what what are the reasons for all these shootings, all this violence in our country? A lot of it is just anger management issues. Yeah. Really, you know, and not knowing how how to have an outlet, how to vent, how to let those moments pass, how not to let that anger consume you. It's, uh, you know. Like we we both have had we both have you know like we we have it in our families you know yeah. those anger issues we kind of deal with that too, so yeah. you know I, I luckily my I didn't have really a- access to to those types of weapons when I was uh, when I wasn't gonna take the BB gun you know <laughs> to school <laughs> you know and the, and, the, and the machete yeah you know I almost flipped out on a dude once I like messed up my bike or something and he was a really big dude. And I, uh, I remember I came to school and I made all these weapons in my garage. And it's just like weapon, like you know, like a piece of wood with like nails in it, and then like switchblades. Like Negan. Yeah. yeah. I was like all that stuff. And then I remember, I remember sitting in school in, in my principal's office. And they, they told me to come in there. My dad was sitting there, and then they had all my weapons out on the table. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! Oh, yeah. 
like all the weapons just out on the table. But yeah, I could have gone down some crazy road. I especially women will women have made me snap. Women have made me you know try to kill myself. Women have made me like lose my mind. I remember you know I was going through a breakup one time and like it was the early days for something like email stuff. And I remember like um, <clears throat> she met some guy at a bar or something. And like we were in the midst of breaking up, but we we're still living together, which is rough. It was really rough. And uh, <clears throat> I remember just like, you know, like hacking into her email, like emailing this guy as her, and like just saying ridiculous shit. <laughs> just <laughs> that sounds like fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not really into you. You still have the email? Yeah, Let's do it again. I, I would. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been real crazy before, and I get where crazy is, and I think. Uh, you know, you have to, you know, I, I know how to check myself. Checking yeah. alcohol, you know, is one of those things I can't do, drugs and stuff. So it's like, I know that if I, ch- if I just check that, I think I'll be okay, you know, at least for the most part. I'll be about 90% if I just check that. And then therapy of the other 10%, I think, is so important for me, is to have a place to, you know, just let it out. But uh, you I, know. I once brought a weapon to school. In, uh, in the South Bronx. And yeah. it was like one of those things, like it became almost like a game between the kids. Like how how major of a weapon can you sneak into the school? <laughs> so I was like, I want to play, you know, yeah. I'm a mor- I was a moron. So I brought, um, my dad loves knives also. So yeah. uh, one of his biggest knives I brought onto the school bus with me. But that was a big knife. It was a big freaking knife. Yeah. And uh, and I was, too, I was so excited. I couldn't wait until we got to school to show all the kids. So I just whipped this thing out in the school bus, this giant blade, <laughs> giant freaking blade. <laughs> and um, all the kids started screaming like, holy shit, what are you doing? I'm like, what? I thought we were all in on this. You know, it's like, who, you know, who's bringing the biggest weapon to school? It's like, no, we're not. That's only like that that guy with the special, you know, that, that mentally challenged. They said retarded back then. Yeah. Whatever. It was like, oh, I thought everybody was doing it, you know? And, this, and the bus driver saw that I had like this giant blade and he just like hit the brakes so hard and he's like boy what are you what is goddamn wrong with you and they call my parents in and they just took me off the school bus <laughs> and and that was it there was I didn't yeah. get suspended nothing yeah. it was just like yeah you know yeah. whatevs at least it was a knife at least it was a knife yeah, yeah. well that's but I wasn't gonna do anything you know I, I had yeah. it was more like I was uh, I was a lippy kid like I You're would still um, a little lippy a little still a little lippy <laughs> I, <laughs> Alan, the lippy man, he, uh, I, I just, you know, I just, I was really bad at, at, uh, not like I would always just escalate things and not sit and I say the wrong thing. Like this, um, I remember like this kid, his name was Miguel something. And he, he started going off on me for being Jewish. Mm. He's like, my parents told me that the Jews are responsible for killing Jesus. This is mm. during lunch. Right. And I, I was like, oh Yeah. What's so great about Jesus? You know, like if he was if he was so great, wouldn't have been so easy for for us to kill him? <laughs> and he just went off. You know, and I'm like, no, we didn't really kill him. I don't know what you're talking about. It was the Romans. <laughs> I'm just joking. You just start beating the shit out of me. You know. Wow. And, yeah. And so that leads you right into stand-up comedy. Yeah. You know, I feel every night is uh, you know saying, night. saying something that <laughs> it's slipping. Now you found a place to put your lippiness. <laughs> I did. <laughs> You found the perfect <laughs> place to put your lippiness, and uh, yeah, and that's that's what's a beautiful thing about comedy. It's like I'm a smart ass by nature, and so it's like, you know, comedy is a fit for me, and it works. You know, so it's like I can say the things I want to say, 
and uh, and then you know lately it's been lately I've been I don't know how you've been lately but I've been kind of kind of had it up to here with you know uh, people interrupting comedy like it's been kind of I I'm having some weird moments man some shut the fuck like freak out moments on people and it's like and I try to keep it funny but that's the hardest thing is when somebody's just disrespectful to you and just like doesn't have any sort of respect in what you're doing and you're just like shut you know I just I can't fat I can't wrap my head around it why somebody would be so rude sometimes I look at shows as being at the forefront of what's happening in a larger sense in society. Of course. So now you're seeing all these shows, like even, uh, K- you know, Casey Aurora? Yes. He posted something from LOL. Okay. I don't know if you saw this video. It was an amazing recently? video recently. Yeah. Where it was just like all out chaos was okay. erupting within the audience. Um, the bouncer shows up and this woman goes up on stage with Casey. Casey runs away. She sits down on the stool. Her her son goes up on stage. She slaps the cap off of the bouncer. Then the you know the son hits him. The bouncer pushes him off the stage. I mean, all out. And she just stands on stage and she's trying to do stand up. <laughs> and, and you know, listen. I mean, as much as I love KC, to me, I was like, uh, I'd rather see that. <laughs> you, know, you know how many I've seen all those. You know, yeah. Um, I'm in there. Yeah. Um, that's that's hilarious. But yeah, he uh, and I still. But that, that's what happens. That's what's happening in society. And that, still, that's exactly yeah. representative. Society is falling apart. Yeah. Narcissism is off the charts. And I still yeah. get upset they won't book me. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it is off the charts, and I think yeah, it is that mentality. I just you know it's getting crazy. Um, I might start. Um, having my security guys carry a wand, like it's getting crazy, man. I think we, I think we need to kind of get there. I think it's, uh, I think I'm gonna start wanding people. I'm gonna have to talk to you know people about it. But I think it's, yeah, you, you don't know. That could be the next thing that happens. You know, somebody because we say ridiculous shit yeah. all the time, like horrible things <laughs> about religion yeah. about you know race and politics and you know so i'm you know i'm not encouraging that you know because it is just comedy and that's the thing that people should know but i don't know but like, yeah who the hell knows <laughs> people are snapping everywhere people are snapping yeah. at, at a garlic festival you know what i mean that's so it's so crazy they're snapping at, at jobs they're snapping in the mall you know so so yeah. how would your Let's try to loop this back around. Mm. How would your podcast um, kind of, yeah, I don't know, distract or kind of enlighten people on kind of uh, what's great about life, which is sex? Like, well, how, what's what's some of your good bullet points about your podcast that people why people should be listening to what you're, you know the weekend sex with Alan Fuchs? So yeah, we basically it's ne- we're never the heroes of the story. Okay. We're, we're always self-deprecating. It's always like a story about how, you know, we had, uh, it was like an epic fail or we just did something t- incredibly embarrassing. And it, it's really, the, the policy is like, don't bring any dignity to the microphone. Yeah. And and that and just have, have a big laugh about ourselves and really, you know, just reveal things about ourselves that people maybe would otherwise want to, you know, keep to themselves. But just be really open about it and, and have sex, fun with it. Sex is the starting point, but it, it heads to other places. A lot of times we talk about other things completely. Yeah. You know, it's just, it is like sort of the starting point. Or we'll have maybe like, a, you know, like a porn star on and just 
you know, discuss other things completely. Or sometimes it's a serious episode. Sometimes it's something like um, one of the biggest reactions we got was for one of our more serious episodes. There was a, a guy who I'd known for many years. I was his uh, real estate agent, and I sold him and his wife a house. They had children. And he came, not just came out of the closet, but he came out of the closet as a transgender person mm. to his wife. And I had him on the show with uh, a transgender porn star. Oh, wow. And it wasn't like, uh, you know, like any kind of, it, it wasn't like even I was playing it for last. It really, it was interesting seeing the dynamic of someone who's been a transgender person for a long time and really owning it. And, you know, yeah, made a name for, for him, for herself in porn, but still, you know, yeah. was able to say, this is who I am. Screw you. You know, I don't yeah. care what, if my family's against it or whatever. And a person who's just starting out and dealing with all these repercussions and now, you know, separated from the wife and, and the kids and going through all that. So, uh, you know, we get interesting episodes where it's very, very real. Did you go through a transgender phase? Yes. <laughs> I'm still trying to transition into being a man, according to my father. So, <laughs> Alan Fuchs, thank you so much for doing the show. I love you very much. You're a good, uh, you're a good egg. You really are, and you're misunderstood in a lot of ways. But I get you, and uh, we have a lot of, a lot of time together. We've spent, you know, in cars and going to gigs and going back home and stuff like that. So, you know, I really, um, I, you know, I believe in, you know like just really developing friendships with people sometimes in comedy and not, you know, you know, it's like, it's, it's easy to kind of like think you can sum up somebody in comedy because we're all kind of like, you know, we're narcissistic. We're all trying to like get the mic and stuff, but I'm grateful that I've had an opportunity to get to know you and become, I could call you a good friend. And I think it's great and that you're uh, doing what you do. And I'm, you know, always rooting for you. And I think I root for you mostly because of your father. Like, I really want you to get something big so you can be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Just so he might go, yeah, there's Wood Allen, you know. <laughs> I, I think if, if you, if you think about my father, you'd want to go the opposite. I don't think he wants any more people to know what I did. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'd but he, go smaller. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, well, it is about the content with him, yeah. right? Like, he doesn't like you talking about the stuff. No, no. Oh, that's so funny. So he says, like, he gets mad because you talk about stuff? He he sees it as a great insult, and yeah. he uh, and I'm like, dude, you don't know, like, like I'm not even, I have to, like, de-embellish with you to make yeah. you seem less of a cartoon character, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm also, I'm trying to kind of, I'm, I'm recording my album in November. I want to kind of close the chapter, you know, close the book on that and kind of talk about other things and go in a different direction in my stand-up eventually. Where are you, um, uh, you going to um, record your album? Rob's right? Comedy Playhouse oh, cool. in Buffalo. In Buffalo. Yeah. It's a great room. Really like good that room. room. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. That'll be great. And how many nights are you going to be there? Three nights. Three nights. Seventh, eighth, and ninth. That's great. Yeah. Very cool. So we'll, uh, we're very excited about that. And uh, anything else you want to plug? Um, yeah, just uh, just add me on Instagram. Okay. And Twitter, Alan Fuchs, A-L-L-A-N-F-U-K-S. Where can we find your podcast? The Week in Sex is on all the platforms, Spotify, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, pretty much every single platform out there. Every we're taking a little bit of a break. I'm working on another podcast, developing another podcast. But, um, What's yeah. that one going to be called? Uh, probably Judges of History. Ooh, I like history. Yeah, I'm working with a producer from CNN, so hopefully wow. get some nice big guests. Nice, and, uh, fancy pants yeah, over here. Fancy schmancy. <laughs> what, what do you think it is? What, why? Why do you think I'm I'm misunderstood? 
Do you think it's um, intensity? Intensity, right? Yeah, you don't blink a lot. Guys, don't blink a lot. Freak yeah. people out. I told Kevin <laughs> Vernon that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, he he has a, a ghastly stare. <laughs> people don't get me either. Are you kidding me? You know that. Yeah. People think I'm yeah. a fucking asshole and stuff. What? I'm not saying those people think of you. I'm just yeah. saying people think I'm whatever. And you know, usually people that like. In comedy, it's like we we give a lot to people, but we right. also slap a lot of hands too. And it's like, ah, get away from me. So it's like there's a give and take where there's a lot of like energy we put out to help people. There's a lot of energy we put out to like, okay, I you know I, I can't just give to everybody. Right. So I think whenever the, those two things are happening, there's gonna be some people that are upset when you don't give. You know, I think I don't know, and I think we're just you know I don't want a lot of people like me. You know what I mean? I'm just yeah. not that guy. I'm not like. If you, I only like cool people to be around me anyway. So, so if you're not chill, I don't want to have anything to do with you. And we're dicks. Let's just own it, bro. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it is. Sometimes you're gonna be a dick. It'd be okay yeah. with it. Yeah. Okay. I love how you're like. So who doesn't like me? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, at this point, if you don't like me. Fuck you. There you go. There you go. I like it. I like it. I like it. Thank you, everybody, for listening to uh, the podcast today. Um, if you're interested in uh, comedy coaching, go to Outlaw Comedy Coaching on my Facebook page. Please follow us on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. I think Instagram is not quite as good as it could be. I'm going to upload some stuff today. Uh, thank you for listening to I'll leave you with this. Yay. Bye-bye.